Hello, everyone. This is Jay Dobbins, your host of the Marvel DC Universe Fan Club. And we're now at episode 47, and I'll be discussing only one topic, which is, well, I'm going to pretty much going to be giving a review on Atomic Blonde, starring Charlize Theron and James McAvoy. So, I saw uh, Atomic Blonde the other night, special screening, and I must say, it was pretty good. I mean, well, it was good. I wouldn't say pretty good, but it was good. And I'll explain why. So, turns out, um, the movie takes place after Reagan's announcement, you know, or the speech, the one that was, you know, the one, uh, tear down this wall, you know, that one. So, it has an 80s theme, pretty much, and it takes, so the movie takes place in the 80s. So, um, but yeah, it starts off with her in an interrogation room, and she's being interrogated by British intelligence, or MI6, um, superior, or supervisor, or whatever, or, sorry, the director of MI6, I believe, or the British government, and of course the director of the CIA, played by uh, um, <clears throat> John Goodman, and Toby Jones was the uh, the um, director of MI6. So, um, yeah, so yeah, you have that. So they're asking questions, and everything that happened, like as far as action sequences and everything, that happens early before she's interrogated. So she's pretty much telling the story of how it happened, how how things came to a certain point. So <clears throat> what happened is um you know, James McAvoy is trying to help a I guess a German because I think it it takes place in Germany, I believe. So um and of course, he is uh, the contact, Charlie Theron's contact. Um, start. I mean, like I say, everything starts off pretty good. You know, you hear '80s music, of course, and then you hear the little spray paint. You know the, you know that, and then instead of like the graphics are pretty much spray painted, which is good. So, and they did that every time. You know, they'd be like, oh. You know, like, for example, Germany, spray paint. Gra the graphics are spray painted. Anywhere in a location or time period, of, you know, and the graphics are all spray painted. So you have that, and then you have, um, you had the, uh, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, so you had that in the 80s music, of course. And then everybody was dressed like they were in the 80s. You know, you had the boom box and stuff like that. So no cell phones or any modern-day technology that was in the film. So, but uh, I say that this movie is one of Charlize Theron's best work. Sorry, Charlize Theron's best work. So, but anyway, <clears throat> so I say the first fight was pretty good. Um, 
well, actually, it all started when she's in the car with two Germans. They're about to kill her, but, you know, she attacks one of them with a shoe and then attacks a driver, crashes the car, driver's unconscious. James McAvoy's character comes in, introduces himself. She fires at him. <laughs> you know, she's like, what, she's like, what took you so long? She's like, oh, yeah, I was late, you know. So, um, but yeah, before that happened, the James McAvoy was making a deal with a German, uh, I guess he was a spy or something like that. He had an information, you know, he had a list of names of everybody. Everybody in every agency, I guess, you know, everybody. Um, including the German, um, I guess, German spies, German drug lords or whatever. So, of course, you know, German drug lord was looking for, or the kingpin or was looking for that guy. But, um, you know, they eventually, they eventually find him, but, you know, I'll get to that part later on. Um... So, yeah, that was the first action sequence, and then later on. But what happened was, okay, there was this guy that was killed. You know, uh, I guess they were, like, I guess that was Charlie, Charlie Theron's lover in the movie. You know, in the beginning of the movie, he's the first one killed by a mediocre crook or whatever, or hitman. You know, he, he wasn't nothing, pretty much. So, um you know, she's like, they they show pictures of him and his dead body, and they're like, okay, you know, did you know the guy? And then Shirley Theron was like, well, I'm not to say hello, so she wasn't really telling the whole story. So, um, also, you know, you ha so you have that, <clears throat> but then, you know, she goes to the person's, to the guy's place to find anything. So she does find something. And there's a picture of that guy, her lover, and James McAvoy. Turns out they knew each other. And James McAvoy did not mention that. And he wasn't really telling the whole story. So he was kind of holding back on some information. But then the cops come in later on. She, you know, she beats the crap out of them. And, I mean, I, mean, I ain't going to lie. She, she has done some crazy Jason Bourne crap, man. I ain't never seen a woman fight like that before. I mean, Charlie Theron's character was hardcore. So, um, so you pretty much have that, and then uh, the fight choreography was excellent. Um, I mean, I was like, wow, you know, people were people were saying, you know, were, I guess entertainment reporters were saying that, oh, you know, this is the female James Bond. But thing is, see, James Bond had gadgets and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, uh, Charlene Theron's character didn't have gadgets, so I can't really say that she's like the female James Bond. If anything, I would say she's a female, you know, Jason Bourne, pretty much. I could see that, you know, because Bourne didn't have gadgets like Bond did, you know. You know, he had guns, his bare hands, and his brain. You know, he's you know he was a, he was an excellent tacticianist, and so was Charlene Theron's character, you know. So, uh, but, oh, but, you know, so dirt, so after that happens, she later on meets a French intelligence agent played uh, by, 
Sophia Bartella. Sorry, her her last name is hard to pronounce, but she's best known for her role in uh, Kingsman. She was the lady with the knife prosthetic legs or something like that. She was the amputee with the you know legs knife for legs or whatever in the in that film. She was also in Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek, uh, the third Star Trek film, and her latest, you know, and then her latest movie before Atomic Blonde was The Mummy. She was a main antagonist in The Mummy, so she was, yeah, she was in this movie too. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, turns out, you know, you know, she's lesbian. They had their little, you know, scene or whatever, but uh, there was some humor. Later on, while she, while she while she's telling her story to two of the agents, one British and one you know CIA American CIA, you know he kind of has that pause like uh, and then of course everyone's laughing, and she's like oh so you made contact with the intelligence agents you see you know agent so she's like yeah, <laughs> so she's like oh and so he's like oh okay you know yeah I mean you had to see the movie though so it was pretty funny. So, um, you know, you have that, and, uh, so, you know, just have that, you know, just, just too, I mean, it was like a lot going on, though, so I'm trying to make the long story short. Oh, and, uh, by the way, uh, long overdue, I forgot to mention that, you know, spoiler alert, if you have not seen this movie, please do not listen to this podcast. So I forgot to say that. So I'm just going to kind of remind those or let those let those who are listening to this podcast know that do not listen to the rest of this podcast if you have not seen the movie. So you've been warned. Okay. <clears throat> but anyway, so you have that scene, and then you have the um, part where they're trying to figure out who – you know, there's a traitor in the inside. So we didn't know if it was Toby Jones, James McAvoy, or John Goodman. But um, it's later on revealed. So the guy that had, the guy, the um, the German spy who had the list of names. Um, well, he had he had it in his, he memorized it pretty much because the list of names was on a watch that was killed by the guy. I mean, that was on the wrist of the guy that was killed later on by the mediocre hitman. But then the mediocre hitman ran to James McAvoy and was like, oh, out of all the people, I thought I was going to, I thought the, I thought I was going to, you know, come, you know, I thought the best of the best would come for me or whatever. And all, and all of a sudden, bam, James McAvoy stabbed this guy in the head with a freaking knife. Didn't even see it coming. So he pretty much avenged the guy that was killed in the beginning. So he's like, that's for Jerry, you know, because so, that was his friend. So he's like, that's for Jerry. So then he took the wristwatch that belonged to Jerry that was killed by the mediocre uh, hitman, and he had, you know, with the list of names. So he looked on that list, and it turns out somebody, you know, somebody on that list was a triple agent. Sorry, a double agent, pretty much. And I'm pretty sure you know who that is. Charlie Theron's character, Charlie Theron, of course. So, um, you know, he has a list of names. Then they later on meet the uh, the German spy, 
who photographically who photographically memorized the whole a whole list of names. Uh, so they, you know, the goal was to get him and his family out of that country. She, so she has a plan of her own, and then he, James McAvoy, has a plan of his own. So he was working with the, uh, the, I guess the mercenaries or who, you know, the, whoever was working for the German kingpin or whatever. So his henchmen came in, you know, they were all, they were pretty much ready. It was a crowd of people protesting. Had sniper had a sniper rifle on the target, which was the German spy. So Charlie Stern, you know, had her plan. And we had some, you know, allies too. So she started whistling. Next thing you know, everybody lifts up their umbrellas. So you know, she's like, "Oh, that's not part of the plan." You know, James McAvoy's like, "Oh, that's not part of the plan." And then he's, and then Charlie Stern's like, "Well, this is this is part of my plan." So they couldn't see the target. It worked for a while. Until James McAvoy used a silenced pistol and shot the uh, spy. So then, now we realize who the person. That's how you. Now we realize who the person on the inside was. Him. He was the guy. The traitor. So. Um, but yeah, there was a huge. You know, later on, you know, he tries to get. She tries to get him to get the spy into safety, and then runs into the henchman and then turns out she just i mean that, that it may have been a long fight but that was a very brutal one man like she it took them a while to actually die you know but she did it though she put up quite a fight in that film because i was like wow i ain't never seen one take that many hits this one did and she was fighting that's the thing she was fighting like a man they were treating they weren't treating her like a woman they were treating her like a man pretty much so you got that, but uh, I mean, like uh, so then you had that going on, and then you know, there was a car chase, a little brief car chase. One of the henchmen, and then some another henchman of the germ of the German kingpin or whatever. He's um, uh, I guess he's an agent or whatever, but um, comes in, crashes the car car sinks she tries to save the, spy, the german spy he dies unfortunately so she saves herself but she tried though then she realized later on that the uh that the house that oh that the house was bugged but well the house wasn't bugged it was there was a bug planted in her jacket so then the uh the intelligence agent come, comes in you know to see if he was, to see if Charlie Theron was okay, and then Charlie Theron was like, "Oh, you know, what are you do? What are you doing here? You can't be. You shouldn't be here." You know, she's like, "Oh, I'm worried." You know, so then she's like, "Well, you gotta leave." She calls James McAvoy, makes threats, puts a gun on her pillow. She's packing up, and then next thing you know, James McAvoy, who's in a ski mask, strangles her. There is a struggle. She does uh, stab him, but he eventually succeeds in killing her. Charlize Theron arrives to the apartment to find the intelligence agent dead. She later on, you know, finds uh, James McAvoy. Kills him. Um, so, uh, then later on, the, I guess the director's like, okay, that's it. This conversation never happened, that type of thing. 
Um, so that ends that in the interrogation. And then later on, you, you know, Charlie Theron meets the, uh, I guess the German crime boss, Kingpin or agent, whatever. And she, and he tells her that, oh, she worked for him, gives him the watch that had the list of, that's supposed to have the list of names. Um, so, uh, later on, you know, she, of course, she's always prepared, uh, the, I guess the housekeeper or the room service guy comes in, um, you know, with some food and I guess some ice, ice bucket or whatever. So then she's like, okay, but then the, you know, the German boss or crime lord or agent or whatever was like, okay, you know, we no longer need you or whatever. So then his, so the rest of his henchmen come in, got plastic and they, and one guy from before, the guy that was in the car when it crashed in the beginning, when she was trying to, when he was trying to kill Charlie Theron. And the same guy that re- that crashed the car into the water, killing almost killing the Russian spy. Sorry, the German spy. He was there along with the re- the rest of the remaining henchmen. So then she reaches the ice ice bucket, pulls out a silenced gun, pops them all, including the guy that was in the car at the beginning, and then the guy that same guy that crashed the, you know the car into the water, killing the German spy. So he got his eventually. And then pretty much everybody got there, so they, all the bad guys were pretty much dead. Uh, but then, including the the German drug lord, kingpin, spy, whatever—not uh, spy or um, agent or whatever—at that's after he realizes that you know that watch didn't have a, the list of names or whatever. But he he was he was pretty much the last to go, so. <laughs> So after that happens, then it turns out she was a triple agent. She was working for British intelligence. She was working for the CIA and herself. I mean, that was amazing. And it turns out she was working for John Goodman the entire time. I was like, wow. So that was a unique. So the movie had good, excellent choreography. The timeline was excellent. The cinematography, the graphics. As far as like you know, and uh, I guess transitions were good. Uh, the storyline was good, so I say everything was good, including Charlie Theron. You know, so yeah, despite and despite the critics, you know, I still think it was a good. You know, I would probably had to say that this was Charlie Charlie Theron's best movie yet that I've seen. I mean, she's made she's done a lot of good movies, but this this one right here is my all time favorite, and um. So, but yeah, you know, of course, movie critics were saying something bad, saying, "Oh yeah, this movie's weak and weak in the box office or whatever is no good or tank." I'm like, you know what? Screw them. Screw the critics. They never have nothing good to say anyway. You know, now the magazine, like Entertainment Magazine, U.S. Weekly, uh, Entertainment Weekly, and L.A. Times or whatever. Of course, you know, they'll have something good to say. But the movie critics, like you know, these professional movie critics, no. And Charlize, or, you know, if you're, you know, Miss Theron, if you're listening, do not pay attention to these freaking critics. The movie was good. It was not garbage. It was good. I liked it. I'm definitely buying it on iTunes. So, you know, shout out to you. Keep it up. 
keep up the good work. You know, I love your work, and you're my favorite actress. So just wanted to go on record and say that. But, uh, yeah, these movie critics need to just shut up. You know, they, they wouldn't know good a good movie if they, you know, if it was if it fell on a freaking lap, you know. So, yeah, I don't listen to movie critics anyway. You know, I have my own opinions, so but I thought it was good. You know, my dad liked it, you know, because he was looking forward to that movie for a while. So, but yeah, so I thought it was good. Very good. Everything about it was excellent. You know, um, oh, and by the way, those fights, that you, those fight scenes that you saw in the trailer, it was pretty much, that was all, that was pretty much all the fight scenes in it, in the movie in, to begin with. So that was kind of funny. But yeah, so that was it. Um, that's it. I'm, that's, I'm calling it a day. Uh, feel free to visit us and like us on Facebook. We are available on iTunes and the Google Play Music app.